Live from WNUR News, I'm Katherine Odom. You're listening to the 6 o'clock news on WNUR 89.3 FM HG1, Evanston, Chicago. It's Monday, February 21st, 2022, and it's President's Day. Tonight on WNUR News, a look at the Unity Fashion Show casting call, the Avant Basic Trend, and the classic cat screeching movie sound effect. These stories and more coming up right now. Thanks for tuning in this Monday evening. About 80 Northwestern students auditioned for a spot in Unity Charity Fashion Show's upcoming runway in May. Unity, a nonprofit student group on campus, said it wanted to challenge what it called the, quote, toxic beauty standard, unquote, of the modeling industry. Reporter Madison Bratley spoke to people at the event. Thank you. Now you can set that aside. Perfect, I'll do full body first. Unity Charity Fashion Show Great, held a model casting call Friday, February 18th and Saturday, February Great, 19th to me for its annual student-run shows scheduled for May this year. The Great, show's director so of models, Blanca Germasco, said about 80 models auditioned right, for one of 15 you. spots in this year's show. Because the models do a lot of the time make or break the show. You have no models, you have no show. Jarmosko is a sophomore double majoring in physics and data science. She said no one other than the president of the organization was in unity before COVID, so not many people in the group were familiar with how to put together a model call. Jarmosko wasn't sure people would even show up to the casting call. So is this your first time putting on a fashion show? Mm-hmm. Yes. Was there any moment where you felt like, oh, wow, I'm really doing this? Honestly, like anytime someone showed up. Like, every single person, I was like, this is crazy that, you know, you're taking the time of your day to come to this. And, like, like it was just very fulfilling to see that the people, and especially the people that clearly came because they wanted to. There'll be people that be like, no, I would say thank you for coming. Like, no, thank you for having me. And it's just so sweet. Unity is a non-profit and donates proceeds from the show to a charitable organization in Chicago. In 2019, the group partnered with Social Works, which Chance the Rapper founded, and raised $10,000 for their mission of empowering Chicago public school youth through the arts, education, and civic engagement. This year, the group partnered with Arts of Life, a nonprofit for artists with intellectual and developmental disabilities. This year's theme is rebirth and revitalization. They don't really know what's going on. Uh, it's almost like a phoenix in the ashes, like the rebirth, and like, you know, it kind of didn't work out last year, the year before it didn't happen. But we can look at it from the perspective that it gives us a blank slate. So what was Unity looking for in its prospective models? In Unity, we want models who are confident and models who just want to model rather than a specific look, specific height, specific weight. Um, and I think that's how the theme of this year really ties into at least like the modeling part. At the end of the day, we need people that will wear the clothes, not let the clothes wear them. Um, so we need people that will feel confident. If we put them in this like bright pink, fluffy, God knows what, like they will not let that overpower them. But there is a lot of like a lot of people. So many people have potential, and that makes it tough because there'll be those few people that's like obviously like we want them, like they're so good. But majority of the people are like good, and that I think what makes it tough is like seeing who's good enough and like what are we gonna go by in those cases. Some people auditioning had experience, like freshman theater major Apollo Umbra. I haven't like done this in like two and a half years. Oh, so you've done it before? Like three times, because my aunt used to do casting, and I was her like fill-in. So she'd call me like day of and be like, I need you to come here. 
So I did it three times because of that, but I haven't done it since I was like 16. Others have watched reality TV shows about modeling, like junior biology major Sasha Eden Goldberg. Since I was like little, I would play like fashion show games and stuff, and um, I would watch like toddlers and tiaras, which is, I was probably too young to be watching that, but I thought it was just like fun to see like the beauty pageants and the modeling and stuff like that. Um, I, I like America's Next Top Model, They're, like both trash TV, I know, but it's like, I don't know, they're guilty pleasures, I guess, and I just thought like, oh, like, that would be fun to try out one day. Andong Li Zhao, a graduate student pursuing a PhD in computer science came because one of his friends is running the call. Um, how long have you had modeling aspirations? Uh, since the past five minutes. Freshman psychology major Yael Peer had friends suggest the idea to her. Even on my Instagram, like lots of my friends say that like model material and etc. And like I kind of like feeling good and looking good in a sense. And Callista Zhuang, a sophomore double majoring in biology and global health, wanted to try it out. Um, why did you decide to come today? Mostly because I've always been interested in like fashion runway shows and just fashion in general and seeing the models run. Um, and I wanted to try it out for myself because usually that like runway walk embodies a lot of confidence and. Um, self-assurance so like i wanted to try that and just see what it feels like what does being a part of this audition process mean to you um i think it means for me to like at least step out of my comfort zone and just continue trying doing something that i never thought i would be doing like even a few years ago and that aspect really makes me like proud of myself because ever since coming to college it's like continual growth and sometimes that growth isn't fun but um, also, growth can be in something that you do find joy in. After checking in at a table outside of the room, the prospective models wrote their first and last name on a whiteboard, posed with it for a headshot, then placed it down and had a Unity member take a full body picture and side profile picture. Then, one at a time, each model walked to the end of the room, a Unity member cued music, and the model did their runway walk back toward the table of Unity members, posed for five seconds, and turned around, walking back to the end of the room. Then, their audition was over. Jordan Bass, a sophomore majoring in computer science, auditioned for the show. How did it feel walking down the... Um, a little weird. I felt a little vulnerable, but it was cool. In an Instagram post advertising this model call, Unity said, quote, we are leaving the toxic beauty standard of the modeling industry behind, end quote. Because we really just want students that the students in the audience can look at and be like, yeah, I see myself. Like they were, they might be freshmen, sophomores, juniors coming to the show this year. And they're like, oh, this is cool. Like I could do this because a lot of people I talked to and asked if they wanted to audition, they said, I don't look like a model. I'm not a model. But You'll be surprised because so many people, especially when they don't think they could do it, they would do a great job at it. So I think that's how it ties into the theme and just really like creating new blank slate and the new expectations for models. It's just, you know, it's like, it's easy to just say that and put that on the post because that's like, that's, you know, what you say in like 2022. Mm -hmm. But I think I would have to like check myself and biases and like, do I think you would make a great model because you're tall, mm -hmm. because you're skinny? Or, or like, for example, see someone who might not be the conventional model type, and I'd be like, oh, I didn't like your walk, but I'm like, didn't I like your walk? Or is it because your walk was a bit different? And I think at first, it was very much, I had to think to myself, I was like, what are the things and expectations I'm going to, like, evaluate them against? And honestly, it was easy because so many people, they were just coming and they were amazing. They would come in, they would walk, and you're like, wow. And it kind of, everything came together, but... 
for sure that's a thing that we're going to work on and I think it still wasn't perfect this year uh, because we didn't know like we didn't know how to exactly really emphasize it because yes we put it as a quote but a lot of people will read it and they'll be like huh, whatever they just said it for the sake of it and I understand why they would think that but I think it's for us to really reflect back on this experience and as the preparing and everything for the show goes on this year and really see how we can change things and improve them for next year. Kaylin Hauser, a sophomore majoring in communication studies, was part of the show last year and wants to be part of the show again this May. He said he wanted his audition to show his confidence and authentic self. What does being a part of this audition process mean to you? It means that I have um, the opportunity to further express myself and have a space where I can, you know, be confident and, you know, show off my fashion, my body, you know, my height, um, and not feel stigmatized for it. Based on how many people auditioned, Darmasco said she felt that Unity had a lot of potential to make a good model selection. She also feels optimistic about this year's show. It's going to be in the first two weeks of May. It's going to be sun. It's going to be warm outside. Better than this weather now, and I hope we're going to have a big turnout, raise a lot of money for the charity, and just have fun overall. Because I'm doing this for, like, nothing else but fun. Like, I think it's going to help me with physics or data science, but it makes me happy. So I'm just excited to see it all come to fruition and all the months of hard work and how they will turn out. And she has high hopes for Unity. Everyone knows they're going to, like, the Boom Shackler Fusion Show. Like, everybody knows about it. Everyone knows to go. Everyone knows about Blowout Dilla Day. And I think our goal is to really make Unity, like, come back and like put it back in people's calendars that when we say unity they know it's that fashion show they know it was a amazing event and everyone had so much fun and they're looking forward to what we're going to do the year after that so i think i just want people to remember and look out for it and when it comes to attend and see the amazing show we're going to put on and the great models i casted <laughs> sarcastically as a joke i'm not full of myself <laughs> Yet. <laughs> For WNUR News, I'm Madison Bratley. Our annual fundraiser Phonathon is happening right now. This is the one time a year we ask our listeners for support to keep our station on air and ad free. Donate online at wnur.org/donate or call 847-866-WNUR. All contributions make a difference. In arts and entertainment tonight, if you've been on TikTok in the past year, chances are you've seen the avant basic style. This trend mixes bold patterns and bright colors in eye-catching combinations. But these funky styles are not as unique as they seem. Margot Milanowski has the story, which originally aired last spring. Over the last few months to a year, a certain style of clothing, and even home decor, has cropped up, called Avant Basic. The term coined by Twitter user Emma Hope Allwood refers to the quirkiness of the trend in the first half, but the saturation of the style in popular media in the second. For me, immediately when I saw it, like I saw what Avant Basic entailed, I kind of thought like, okay, Memphis design movement, but like maybe a little watered down. Um, that's like this big style of like patterns that was really big in the 80s. Think like the McDonald's Sprite from like the 90s, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, so it's like a repetition of like colorful patterns, um, print mixing. I think most 
like where I've seen it most online, it's always been like pastel colors, like that pastel green that's really big right now. Um, pastel purple, yeah. That's Melissa Santoyo, a Northwestern student and styling staffer for Northwestern's fashion magazine, Stitch. So it's just kind of like these patterns that you think would be like um, pretty far-fetched, pretty out there, but because they've become so popularized by like TikTok and social media, um, that's kind of where the basic aspect comes in. Like everyone's wearing these, so they're less, um, I think it's like a way for people to like express themselves without being like too out there. These pieces can be found on fast fashion websites that are constantly updated according to what's trending, including popular clothing and accessory website Shein, Instagram shops, and more. While the style is all over these stores and social media, many people have commented on how they don't actually see this avant basic style anywhere else for a host of reasons, from people not wanting to repeat outfits to people going out less during the pandemic. Yeah, so I definitely don't see it in real life. And I just think that's because we live in the Midwest. <laughs> um, like, I don't know, Evanston is not particularly the fashion capital of the world. Um, or like the fashion capital of like, Illinois. Um, so yeah, I don't see it much in real life. And I frankly don't see it outside of Instagram or TikTok. It definitely feels like it's being pushed heavily by influencers. Like I am thinking of someone right now who I don't want to butcher her name. Um, but it's like Roe Singh, I believe. Um, her Instagram, it's beautiful. It's full of like bright pastel colors, things like that. Um, like I'm looking at like her pattern pillows, some of her candles even are in like the shapes um, you would see on the patterns of like avant basic pieces. It's unclear if this trend is here to stay or be quickly cycled through like many trends. I like checked out Vogue's predictions for like what fall 2021 is going to look like. And though nothing like screams specifically avant basic, I still see a lot of the like trends that have been popular even like last fall still cropping up in certain places. So I don't know. I don't think this is going to be particularly short lived, but um, I, I think it also depends on like your media consumption and how much you like buy into trends and stuff like that. For WNUR News, I'm Margo Milanowski. And over in oddities, it's the classic movie story. Boy meets girl, girl and boy fall in love, girl throws something carelessly out a window and a cat screeches. Enough about love stories. Where did that cat come from? Oddities reporter Helen Bradshaw has more. You sit down to watch a movie. Maybe you're looking for something that reminds you of childhood. Harry Potter might be a good choice. Dear Mr. Potter, we are pleased to inform you that you have been accepted at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. The night bus drives through the winding streets of the Wizarding World, and then suddenly, it comes to a stop. That's when you hear it. But maybe it isn't Harry Potter. Maybe you just start a new girl, and you see Jess going to pick up her stuff from her ex-boyfriend's house. Is she gonna be okay in there? But wait, no, it wasn't New Girl or Harry Potter you wanted to watch. It was Free Willy, or Monsters University, or Hellboy. This cat sound is used a lot, often when a cat isn't even a part of the plot of the movie. So why choose the sound? Hasn't this poor cat had enough? One, it's kind of funny, you know, and, it, and two, it has this sort of frequency of chaos, so you add these other things in and it, and it 
it springs an imagination. You you hear something off screen and you imagine a cat running away. So it's it's something that um, is also a little bit of a cliche. That's Tom Myers. He's a sound designer and mixer at Skywalker Studios and has worked on films including Kong Skull Island, Up, Wally, Star Wars Episode 3, to name a few. But you don't have to be a sound designer to pick up on this recurring sound. You just have to, well, watch TV. Once you brought it to my attention, I was like, oh yeah, I have heard that a bunch of times. These recurring sounds in media aren't uncommon. There's a lengthy history of film sound tropes, including the infamous Wilhelm scream, or the misplaced loon noise. And if you do a quick search for these online, you can find out about them pretty quickly through a variety of sources. But for this cat crash noise, it isn't quite the same. While there's some internet banter and forums discussing the sound, there's no definitive history of it or much explanation of why it's used. TV consumers and TV characters alike have had to simply guess. Jeez! <laughs> it was just a cat. Let's keep moving. <gasps> Holy crap! <laughs> what is up with that cat? Is someone throwing it? Let's keep I... moving. <laughs> Let's not keep moving because there is an insane cat down here. But what about the zombies? Backburner, Troy. This cat has to be dealt with. So why is this sound so widely used? There's certain frequencies that you rely upon that that sort of make people's, you know, the hair on the back of their neck stand up. They're the, those sounds, like a cat sound, the higher frequency sounds are ones that make us feel uncomfortable. It's like the, you know, the, the violin strings in, in Psycho. Normal dialogue is around 1K, 1 kilohertz, and you get up into... 4 4k or you know six or something like that which is where those cat frequencies are it's it sort of makes your your shoulders stand up and the hair on the back of your neck stand up so those are it, it, there's a physical reaction that people have to, to various frequencies so and that comes into sort of play with that and that's the cat thing is perfect and it goes with the sort of crashing glass and sort of similar frequencies but beyond the frequencies of the sound and its impact on the audience, this cat crash noise is, it's kind of like an inside joke for sound designers and avid viewers. So my guess is it started out as uh, something that was supposed to be scary and then got used enough times in enough movies where they, it's like, uh, you know, lightning crash or something like that as these horror tropes that are things that are used over and over again. So my guess is it, after a while, like a lot of cliche, it started out as something real and then became cliche and then became humorous. It just is something that, that sound people have become sort of aware about. And it was initially, it's something that people just did to amuse themselves or other sound people. And then other people, directors and stuff became aware of it. And so they started to use it and request it. And then audience members started to become aware of it. The cat crash sound effect may not be used seriously to scare an audience anymore, but it's unlikely to completely die out with the life it's taken on outside of creating fear. It is something that has has been around and it's something that we've used, but it's not something that I was always conscious of. But uh, but now maybe I'll, uh, I'll sneak it in in a couple of spots and we'll see what happens. For WNUR News, I'm Helen Bradshaw.
Once again, our annual fundraiser phonathon is happening right now. This is the one time a year we ask our listeners for support to keep our station on air and ad free. Donate online at wnur.org/donate or call 847-866-WNUR. All contributions make a difference. Now, here are some of today's headlines. Northwestern's COVID-19 positivity rate reached 4.35% this past week, an increase from last week's positivity rate of 2.78%. 206 new positives were reported between February 11th and 17th, and the campus activity level is still yellow. Jurors in the Ahmad Arbery federal hate crimes trial began deliberations after hearing closing arguments today. The three men involved in the killing have already been convicted at the state level, but this trial will determine whether or not the actions constituted a hate crime. Queen Elizabeth tested positive for COVID-19 this weekend. The news comes amid scandals in the royal family and celebrations marking her 70th anniversary on the throne. And the, Olympic, the Winter Olympics closed yesterday in Beijing, although the games were largely overshadowed by a Russian doping scandal. 15-year-old figure skater Kamila Valieva helped her team win a gold medal, but reports of a failed drug test came shortly after. Russian athletes were competing under a neutral flag due to previous state-sponsored doping. Now, the Russians may have to give up their gold medal pending an investigation. Now, let's take a look at the weather. It's 39 degrees right now in Evanston under partly cloudy skies. Tonight, we may see some precipitation and temperatures reaching 47 degrees. Today was a bit warmer than usual, and tomorrow will be too, with more rain and a high of 41 degrees. The rest of the week will be colder with highs in the 20s on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We might see ice and snow on Thursday and Friday, so stay warm out there. This weekend will bring sunny and partly cloudy skies with a high of 37 on Saturday and a high of 31 on Sunday. That's all for WNUR News at 6 p.m. For more news updates and reports, follow us on our Twitter at WNUR News and on our Instagram at WNUR News 893. You can listen to these and other stories of the day on our Spotify, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. You can also find us on our website, WNUR.news. Our reporters for today were Madison Bratley, Margot Milanowski, and Helen Bradshaw. Our producer today is Sarah Kadura, and special thanks to Allison Rauch. From all of us here at WNUR News, I'm Catherine Odom. Catch our next show on Wednesday, February 23rd at 6 p.m. Thanks for listening. Now, back to scheduled programming.